why ply scrapers are on the rise. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. In order to limit global warming, it might not be enough just to transition to electric vehicles and renewable energy. A new study says it's urgent that we change the way we produce and consume food. Food production can involve land clearing, deforestation, belching cattle, and the use of fertilizers, all of which release carbon dioxide, methane, and other planet-warming gases. According to the New York Times, food makes up about 30% of humans' carbon output. Research from Oxford University and the University of Minnesota says that even if all fossil fuel use were stopped today, emissions from global food production alone would make it impossible to reach the Paris Agreement targets. The study concluded that a switch to a plant-rich diet, but not completely meat-free, would slash hundreds of billions of tons of greenhouse gases. Additionally, if everyone ate the appropriate number of daily calories based on their age, about 2,100 for most adults, it would make a significant dent in emissions. Also, better management of soils, fertilizers, and crops would go a long way toward limiting future warming. There aren't any mountains in Denmark, but you can ski in its capital, Copenhagen. An artificial ski slope was opened last month on the top of the city's 300-foot-tall trash incinerator. The structure is covered with plants and trees, and beside the ski slope, it has a hiking trail and a climbing wall. Copenhill, as it's called, covers the large facility that generates energy by burning the city's trash. Up to 300 truckloads of waste arrive at the plant each day, where two huge furnaces boil water into steam, which turn turbines generating electricity. The firm that runs the plant claims that it's cleaner than other incinerators because a series of advanced filters break down harmful chemicals into nitrogen and water vapor. However, waste-to-energy incineration is very controversial. Some scientists writing in the conversation are calling for a cautious approach, saying that the evidence about safety, especially around containing the release of harmful chemicals such as nitrogen oxide and dioxin, is is not clear. Other critics say the method takes the focus off waste solutions such as recycling and composting. They're called ply scrapers. Skyscrapers made from wood instead of steel and concrete that are part of a new trend in construction to capture and use less carbon. Steel and concrete generate significant amounts of greenhouse gases during every phase of their production, but wood stores carbon. A recent study by researchers at Aalto University shows that modern buildings cause a third of global greenhouse gas emissions. That's about 10 times more than those from air traffic worldwide. If 80% of new residents residential buildings in Europe were made of wood, they would store the equivalent of nearly half the annual emissions of the continent's concrete industry. The authors stress that the benefits of using wood rely on the material coming from forests that are grown in a sustainable manner. The New York Times reports that environmentalists are comfortable with the mass use of timber because the U.S. has hundreds of millions of acres of forests and no old-growth trees are used. Currently, almost 400 timber buildings exist in the country, with 500 more under construction or planned. An iceberg that broke off Antarctica three years ago is floating on a collision course toward an island in the South Atlantic Ocean. And if it anchors there, it could wreak havoc on local wildlife for years to come. The iceberg is called 
A68A and is the size of Rhode Island, almost 100 miles long and 30 miles wide. Gizmodo reports that it broke off from the Larson Sea ice shelf and is currently a few hundred miles away from South Georgia Island, which it could reach in about 20 to 30 days. If the huge iceberg parks itself on the shore of the island, the British Antarctic Survey warns that it would pose a major problem to both terrestrial and marine ecosystems, including seafloor organisms that could be smothered. The large mass could force penguins and seals to detour long distances around it to find food in the ocean at the critical time of pup and chick rearing. The additional travel could stop them from getting back to their young in time to prevent them from starving. The survey says, however, that there's an equal chance the iceberg could continue floating north into warmer waters where it would likely break apart. And finally, while the climate crisis is causing a range of extreme events from mega fires to supercharged cyclones, at least it's not raining rocks. That's likely today's forecast on K2-141b, a recently discovered exoplanet where the oceans are made of molten lava and winds whip at more than 3,000 miles per hour. The so-called lava planet is hundreds of light years away, and although it's about the same size as Earth, because it orbits really close to its star, it's gravitationally locked in place, meaning the same side is perpetually in daylight and it gets fried. Temperatures can rise to over 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, hot enough to vaporize rock according to the team of researchers led by McGill University, who used computer simulations to predict the weather on the distant planet. Just like the water cycle on Earth, where it evaporates, rises into the atmosphere, condenses, and falls back as precipitation, rock vapors on the lava planet are swept up by its supersonic winds and rain down into its magma ocean as if they were water droplets. The scientists say all rocky planets like Earth started off as molten orbs, but then rapidly rapidly cooled and solidified. Being able to observe lava planets gives us a rare glimpse at our world's history. H2O Radio is grateful for its underwriters. Learn how your business can reach thousands of listeners who care about the environment by visiting h2oradio.org forward slash funders and thank you.